Hello and welcome to the Daddy Saturday Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bad. I'm also the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday. And on this podcast, it's our goal to help dads be more intentional, engage with their kids to become good kids that become great adults. And as you know, we provide lots of experts that are giving you tips, tricks, even hacks to help you become better as a father, as a parent, and in life in general. Uh, this episode's a special episode. It's brought to you by ATP Science and the Spartan World Championship Media Fest. So excited to be here to represent that. And I've got a guest that's just going to blow your socks off. It's my pleasure to welcome Mark Pattison to the show. Mark is a very accomplished individual. Mark is not only former NFL athlete, he's got um, an actor, some military and business background with lots of people that he helps across the the globe and Mark has this amazing goal to reach seven summits. He's accomplished six of those seven summits. We're going to have him tell you about that. Mount Everest is left and maybe one more. And uh, Mark is just uh, brings so much to this space of helping improve your life and your business. And we're excited to have him on the show today. So, Mark, thank you. Pleasure sure. to welcome you. Yeah, thank you very much. You really nailed the uh, the intro too with the. The uh, Lake Tahoe Media Fest world is pretty crazy around here. It's beautiful. It's serene. Uh, we were just taking some pictures outside of the mountains and just really get inspired by all that. Yeah, it's been incredible to be here and, and just the, the, the level of talent and individuals and the guests that are here. It's been incredible. And I was so excited when I saw your background to have you on the show because I think when I look at my audience, it's predominantly men, predominantly fathers that are all trying to achieve more in life and in business and as a parent and as a father. Um, you know, your background was spot on. And what you're trying to accomplish is just so incredible. And I think it'll be very inspiring for our listeners. So tell us about this amazing goal you have to reach the seven summits like how did that begin and where are we today and then what does that mean for the future yeah well i think it ties into a lot of what you're talking about here daddy saturday i'm looking at this amazing book that you've got going here and i'm such an advocate for family and i think that's really where the story story begins um i did play in the nfl uh, for five years i went to the university of washington and i um, moved on from there started some different businesses and they were successful um, was was married uh, for 24 years, knew my now ex for 30, and um, it was really heartbreaking when, at the end of the day, she didn't want to be married anymore, and a lot of that has to, to really center around just the family unit, and the family unit, so it's just not two people, you know, your, your wife and husband, um, as they go together, but it's really about being great leaders, great mentors, and showing the way um, toward, to your kids. I have two girls now, 20 and, and, and 23, and so um, I was a really low point in my life. You know, I, I, we'd moved from Seattle. I knew everybody, it seemed like, up there. I'd grown up there, went to the big uh, city high school, then went off to college, which is about two miles away. And so kind of my whole circle was about six miles altogether. So when you're, just the way things go, when you play football and you go to the biggest high school and you go to this emerging city, Seattle, and uh, you do well, uh, a lot of people get to know you. And so I felt very comfortable up there. She wanted to move back down to California, which we did, um, to pursue her acting. So we picked up the kids and we went down there. And meanwhile, things were crumbling at the at the core. And um, and so I, I then found myself in, in a place where she didn't want to be married anymore. I found my, uh, myself in a place where I didn't have any community um, for me to go out and reach out to other uh, uh, guys. Um, 
to just talk about what, what I was going through, you know. And um, I spent this couple year period where I was walking around the block and I had this chocolate lab and I kept saying, how did I get here? You know, this is impossible for me to, like, I, 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 when I said I do, I meant I'm in it forever, right, no matter what. And so somehow or another that got all out of whack and, and trying to reconcile that. And so I think there's nothing worse for anybody to be in a space when you feel like you're treading water, you're not moving forward. And, and that was the space I was in. Um, and so uh, I don't know what the, the circumstance was, but um, after about two years and doing the same walk around the block with my chocolate lab and asking the same stupid question and not going anywhere, I finally just, just like shifted my whole mindset. And I said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? And I, I'm, I'm going to change that, 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 that statement from how did I get here, the question, to what am I going to do about it? And at that point in time, it was like, like this whole weight went off my back and it was like, no more. I'm not going to put up with this. And as unfortunate as it is, I decided to really step into the fear, which is, you know, get divorced and, and deal with that and deal with the uncertainty with my kids and how that was all going to play out. And I, I wanted to do something athletically challenging. Obviously, I couldn't go back and play in the NFL anymore. And so um, growing up in Seattle, a very mountainous community, I wanted to um, uh, start climbing mountains, you know. And so I went online and I checked out the Internet and no uh, NFL player had ever climbed the seven summit. So I said, I'm going to be that guy. That's awesome. And at that point in time, it's just like, you know, clarity on all levels started to really kick in. And, um, and so I kind of put together this whole strategy and this game plan, like I'm going to go after these things, you know, one a year. And it's actually taken me more than that just because I got pushed back on, on Denali uh, by 80, minus 80 degree weather. So I forgot that Mother Nature factors yeah, in all that. this. Yeah, uh, but you know, the bottom line is this, is that um, how I got into climbing was going through some adversity, facing the fear, stepping into it. And I've had so many just absolutely amazing things happen to me. Um, my kids, I've got a great relationship you know, with them now. It was a little rocky for a while. I've got a great relationship with my girlfriend Darcy over here. And I've um, been able to experience the most amazing people, um, you know, with, I have also have a podcast called Finding Your Summit, and it's talking to these people that have overcome unbelievable odds. I saw a guy this morning in the lobby, uh, Casey McAllister, um, who was hit by a flipping truck in Utah, lost his legs, and he's out here competing in the Spartan World Media Fest Beast Races, incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, Mark, I mean, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your story, right? I think a lot of people listening, a lot of fathers out there can probably relate to that in some capacity. And many of us get to that point in life where we're stuck at that. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And we're doing laps with our own chocolate lab and maybe yeah. you know, in our own reality, trying to figure out what's next. And I think what's interesting for, for, for me and maybe our listeners is to understand um, yeah, I get that no other NFL athlete had ever done that. But you know, what was what was maybe the underlying rationale for why you said, "Look, I'm going to start going and I'm going to learn to become a mountain climber. I'm going to climb these the most dangerous mountains in the world." Yeah. Well, I think one of the things is that uh, and, uh, there's a couple of things we talked earlier. You're you're from Charleston, right? So I, I think your elevation is like 14 feet or something, <laughs> right? And no so much. in my home state of Washington, we've got a lot of mountains up there, and the biggest one is Mount Rainier. A lot of people come from the around the world to train on Mount Rainier. It's, it's a mini version of Mount Everest in that it throws a lot of things at you, crevasses and, 
and glaciers and cold weather and a lot of things like that that you're going to experience on Mount Everest short of the, you know, there's obviously a big height differential. Um, and so uh, it, it, there was a question asked to one of my friends not too long ago, like, hey, is this anything out of the ordinary that you'd expect from Mark? And the answer was no, because I've always kind of been Freddie Fitness, that gym rat. And so um, it was really shifting kind of a focus over here to this new thing about mountain climbing. And, and of course, I had a lot to learn. But, you know, I also spent a lot of time with my dad in the mountains climbing, much lower things. And so it wasn't that big of a leap for me to all of a sudden go down. Now, what I had to learn, my first mountain was flying down to um, uh, Africa, to Tanzania and climbing Kilimanjaro, which I've now done twice. And, you know, could I actually handle going up to 19,333 feet, right, which I'd never done before. And there was challenges that I had to go through when I was down there. So it was more about doing that and then learning about crampons and ice ropes and, and ice walls and, you know, people falling in crevasses and what do you do and all those things. So what's so interesting about that is it's so applicable to life, right? Yeah. We all have our own mountains. They yeah. may not be 19,000 feet tall, but to us in our lives, sometimes they feel that way. Right? And I think what you've learned in this process and the application of what you're teaching is so relevant because that's what we all face every single day. Right? We all have summits we need to climb or achieve and mountains we need to overcome. I, I, I want to just rift on that for just a minute yeah, because it's, it's, it's actually really important in this, in this whole story. Because um, it, it, you're so right for what you just said about that. Um, when my first time I was down in, in, uh, in Africa in, in, in Tanzania climbing Kilimanjaro, um, it's about a seven-day climb from beginning to end, and there's nothing too technical about it. It's mostly just the the height. You know, once you get to the very top, there's snow and ice, but um, not a big deal. But um, I was cruising along, just going great guns, and then on my my summit day, I got up about two o'clock in the morning, and I actually set off with this other porter, um, just alone. I left the other group because I, I I continued to be ahead of everybody and felt great about that. But now I get to about 17,000 feet, and I just absolutely crashed. And I was sitting there, and I couldn't go on. And my my mindset was just I just want to sleep and you know curl up. And this porter starts pushing me and giving me these these flippers and takes that protein bar, jams it down my mouth, shoves me around a little bit. I kind of wake up and I, I get going again. I get the blood. I end up summiting. And when I, when I was coming off that, that mountain at 19,333 um, uh, feet, there's a false summit about 18,000. And, and as I was coming over that crest, all of a sudden, these tears just started blasting out of my, my face. And I hadn't cried like 20 years, right? I mean, I didn't, I'd lost that whole functionality because I'd always had to be this tough guy, right? And being around with these, these tough dudes. And, and it was so liberating. And it wasn't about the crying part of it. It was really about this whole releasing these emotions that if I could overcome this, and this was, I was still in the throes of like, I still got to get divorced and my family and my girls, right? Which meant so much to me. Um, really getting through that. And if I felt like if I could get through what I just went through, to your point about step over step, metaphorically speaking about climbing mountains, I knew I could get through this and keep going. That's right. That's right. So you just brought up where I hope this whole interview would go, right? Yeah. And it's because there's this concept in mountain climbing where you have a guide or a Sherpa, right? Or a porter in the case of the story yeah. you just described. And um, in Daddy Saturday, one of the things we describe is that one of the common mistakes that a lot of dads make or parents make in general is they try to be the hero of the story instead of being the guide. And what happens is when the parents is the hero, they don't allow their child to succeed or fail on their own, especially experience failure. 
So the child grows up and they don't have failure as a mechanism of understanding how to cope with failure or fear. And so they get into adulthood and then it's catastrophic because they've never had that experience in their youth. So what we talk a lot about is instead of being the hero, let your kid be the hero of their own story. You serve as the guide or that Sherpa or that porter to your child, right? And I think you, above anybody, are so great to comment on that because you've experienced it literally as you've climbed mountains. You had a guide that was there when you were couldn't go any further, shoving a protein bar down your throat and getting you riled up and getting you going again. Um, so is life with a lot of times as a parent, right? We've got to be that guide to our kids. And when they're experiencing adversity or they need that extra push, you got to be there as a guide to help them along. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, I think you're exactly right. You know, and, and one of the things I've really learned about, about parenting is, um, and, and it, it goes back to, and so many parents can identify with this because, you know, I was an, a college athlete and a pro athlete, and so my girls are very athletic, and I coached them on everything. And ultimately what I had to learn is that it's even though I was the coach, I would coach them equally to everybody else. But in terms of being that 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 constant voice in their ear, that personal coach when they're not actually playing, it didn't work. The best thing I could be is their dad, not their like. I think you should jump higher and hit the ball, you know, in volleyball, hit harder or kick the ball in soccer this way or that way. It's just like you know what? I'm gonna love you just as you are, and you are awesome just in your being. And whatever you do, it's great. And anything you don't do is great. I'm gonna do my thing, but I'm gonna let you do your thing. And it took me some time to figure that out. I didn't just like wake up and figure that out. That's so great, Mark. And I think, you know, here's another great point that I've also found is when you position yourself as the guide, it also drops your ego down. So to your point, you're an expert in, in, in fitness and athletics, right? And you can you can throw a ball and, and do whatever you need to do when it comes to that. And you can teach your daughters that. So there's probably areas of your life where you don't have expertise or don't have strength because you were never exposed to that or experienced in it. Like, I'm like the least handy guy in the world, right? Uh, <laughs> I grew up throwing spirals and curveballs. I didn't grow yeah. up with you know, using my hands and building things. So I've had to surround myself, my kids, with other men, other figures that are handy and can show them those kinds of things or how to work in a car. Because like that, I don't have that expertise, right? So by being the guide, it also opens you up. And you've done the same thing. Like when you started climbing mountains, you surrounded yourself with guides that have expertise in that terrain or that mountain or that that you know opportunity to, to make the summit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that something that's really important to me, um, it doesn't have to be important to anybody else, but because this is just my own story, right, sure. authentically. It's so important for me that at the end of the day, my kids are proud of me. And what that means is you know, having that strong uh, North Star, having that strong moral compass. And that means everything to me. And and for them to think of me less than something would break my heart. And so it's my authentic journey that I choose to climb because I love it. Everybody, everybody knows I just, I, I mean, like, I will drive uh, her crazy, Darcy crazy, you know, if I don't go out and get my workout and I run up a mountain and I do things that most people don't even, even want to do, but that's that's my joy. That's right. But that's my path, not their path. Mm -hmm. And really letting them go down their, their own um, 
really journey uh, of life. I want, I want to bring up something else too that's really been um, eye-opening for me in terms of parenting and just, you know, the talk about the power of love and talking about just like taking a big step back and taking a big breath. Um, my younger daughter, who's now 20 at the University of Arizona, has a form of epilepsy. And so every single day, she has probably no fewer than 10 seizures. And if you can imagine dealing with that, um, dealing with somebody who can't drive, dealing with your daughter that um, uh, can't be on a bicycle, she's never been on the, the monkey bars because she has these periods where she blanks out for five to 10 seconds last year. Last semester, we had to pull her out of the University of Arizona. It just got to that mission critical point. She's been in the ER multiple times for grand malls. You know, another 911 call. You know, and and so my heart just bleeds for her. And and so it's it's taking whatever accolades I've had and made me even more um, this this humility factor in terms of like her journey and her struggles have been 50x more than anything I've ever you know attained. And so we're working now with the National um, Epilepsy Foundation uh, for this Everest climb that we're going to go on. We're we're coming up with some kind of you know, cool title, uh, Amelia's uh, Everest or something against epilepsy. And, and um, you know, the goal is to bring more awareness and support around that, that great cause. But again, going back to the core thing is, it's just taking my compassion and my understanding about you can't control things. You can't push people that they don't want to go. And certain people have certain limits on where they can do and how they do it. And just taking a big breath on like, you know, that's what they can do and that's what they can do today. Well, I can tell you, Mark, I'll just speak into you for a minute. And I think that one of the core principles we talk about in Daddy Saturday is that far more is caught than taught, right? And so the great news is that your daughters have been able to watch you create all these summits and go through what you've gone through, not just in your physical nature, but also in life and the way you've handled yourself and, and come out of you know, your divorce and all those things. And you know that is what's so empowering to me as, as I hear you. And I know it's been empowering to your children as well because you have set such a great example. So even though she has epilepsy and it's extremely hard, I, I guarantee you there are components of how she handles it that she's pulled from you because of your example. Well, thank you for saying that. And, and hopefully that's the case. But she certainly has got an amazing grace and, and um, you know, I love having her in Sun Valley. As a matter of fact, it was so empowering, again, talk about stepping into fear. When she came to Sun Valley, Idaho, where, which is where I reside, um, uh, a couple months ago, um, they've got these paragliders, you know, on the top of the mountain yes. where you jump off, literally jump off the cliff, and you sail down from the top to the bottom. And, um, and so she really wanted to do that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so <laughs> we, we, we said, okay, and went forward and paid a bunch of money and went to the top of the mountain. And she, sure enough, she jumped off, and she was so scared. But... You know, it's like that freedom of being able to do something, again, stepping into the fear and doing something you didn't think you could, and for her to be, and then, and then that empowerment for her to come back and then share that joy, you know, with us was just an amazing experience. That's so great. Well, Mark, I, look, I, I think that there is um, so much in parallels in your story to life, and I know that our listeners have gotten a lot out of this and clearly can hear that um, in your attempt to, some of these seven summits and the amazing opportunities you have, um, it's a truly parallel to many of our lives and that we have a lot of obstacles and challenges that we all have to face. And one thing that I'm hearing you say, and I think it is so important, is that for all of us, um, 
there's times where someone may look at you and probably say, I'm not going to go climb seven mountains, right? Like I could never climb one mountain, let alone the hill in my backyard. But what could I do today to make a change? And I'm hearing you say that it's really important to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and to put yourself in situations where you have to push through barriers and push your limits because no matter what that is for you, um, it may be climbing a mountain, it may be overcoming a challenge at business or in your family or you know in your relationship with your kids, but putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations and then being able to overcome those and push through those and learn from those when you don't succeed is what I'm hearing is part of your core message. It, it is, and, and you know, again, it has to be authentic to you, and it just, but I can tell you, on the, on the other side of the stuff, you know, the, the, you know, I never plan to start a website, right, just to kind of broadcast this journey I'm on. I never plan to, to have a podcast um, all about people overcoming adversity and finding their way and the gifts that, that have come my way. There's another guy actually that interviewed me about this journey he was on and I, and I was having the same type of conversation, a little voice in my head, I'm going, I think I might be able to do this because I know a lot of people and, and sure enough, it's, it's, it's turned out that way and it's given me amazing access to people I would have never in a million years, you know, talked just like this conversation you and I are having right now. Um, I've been a part of uh, Chris Long, who is the NFL uh, Man of the Year. Uh, uh, I played it actually with his dad, Howie um, Long, and Chris uh, started a foundation called Water Boys. And so I was part of his first class with Jim Moore and some other some other guys and some military folk, and we raised fifty thousand dollars. We built our own well um, down in um, in Tanzania in the Serengeti for the people of the Maasai tribe. So I've been there. I've seen these people. I've seen what humility looks like when you're when you're living in a grass hut in a wooden hut, you know, with nothing, and they're the happiest people in the world. You know, their currency is a goat, and we sit there and we talk about, you know, oh my God, I don't I don't have this or this. Lululemon or these Nike shoes or something like that, right? And that really what is important in life and that's your family and that is your kids and that is what you're trying to do in terms of paying it forward in the right way. And so I didn't, by the way, I'm 57 years old now, right? And I didn't figure out any of this until I was like 50, right? I was just a classic blockhead guy, <laughs> right? Walking around the block, non-emotional and non-willing to share my feelings and how it went. And, and the gift of my daughters to me that if they've given to, to, to me in terms of having to be more sensitive, having to listen, having to be more communicative, um, then going out and helping other people around the world. I'm, I'm telling you, it's not, I'm not saying this from a breaking standpoint, just the opposite. What a gift by stepping into the fear and experiencing these things that I would have never in a million years thought they would have come my way if I hadn't, you know, fallen on my face. That's exactly right. And, you know, look, you you and I have much the same story. And, and like many dads, we're physically present, but we were emotionally absent. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and it's only through that realization that it's so important to communicate and engage and build a relationship. And now looking back, I'm sure you have the same feeling that I did. You're like, I wish I would have done that so much earlier in my kids' lives. Yeah. And you know, now the results and where they are going forward. And I think that is that is my wish and my remit through Daddy Saturdays to help other fathers overcome that same thing so they can be that physically present and emotionally engaged father because that makes all the difference in the world when you yeah. kids. Yeah, no, and that's why I love that you you put together this book, Daddy Saturday. And, and um, you know, the bottom line is what you're talking about is that um, just didn't have the tools, you know. My dad grew up in the in the fifties, you know, Richie Cunningham, that family set, you know, white picket fence, all that. And the reality is that it didn't empower me, you know. With my dad, we never hugged ever. It was always a handshake. How you doing? 
And that's just the way. And so it's just like, I'm going to break that pattern. And that's the thing that's been so key to me. So every single night, my one daughter, 23-year-old Claudette, is in L.A. She went to USC. And I, and I say, I love you. Every single night before bed. My other daughter we're talking about with epilepsy. She's in Arizona and Tucson. Uh, she's a junior there now. And I say, I love you. You know, every single night, it's a rhythm, it's a routine. And they just know that every single day, there's communication coming from me. So it's just, again, it's just we all evolve. And there's not, you know, you evolve till 23 and then you stop. <laughs> you know, it's just like I still got a long ways to go. Yes, you do. Well, now you're shifting into really the more of the guide role, right? Because yeah. now your kids, they're, they're grown, they're independent, and they still need you to be there. But now you're that guide, and it's a different phase now. Because now you're a parent to an adult child, and that's very different than parent to, you know, my kids are young at this point. So I'm still in the thick of it every day. And, um, I look forward to that day where you're at and hope that I can do it as well as you seem to have done it. So congratulations. It's exciting. Well, I, you know, look, at the end of the day, it takes a village. And I think that's what you started this conversation with. Yeah. And um, in terms of mentorship, leadership, a community. And so it's the schools, it's the friends, it's the other people that you hang out with. John Wooden's got this great um, uh, theory or quote around always trying to really improve yourself with your top five people. They're going to better you in life. And if you don't have your top five people, then, you know, it's not like get rid of them, but just look to always improve yourself by improving the people you hang, out, you hang around. And so there's no mystery, you know, success leaves clues, right? And so if you can show your kids, like, these are the right choices in life, sometimes you fall down. But generally speaking, if we're all trying to go towards the light, good things can happen. Absolutely. Mark, as we wrap this up, um, two questions. So I ask these to all of my guests. Yeah. Um, one's more of a fun question. Yeah. So if you had a boat and the boat was big enough that you could put a name on the back of it, what would Mark Patterson name his boat? What would Mark Patterson name his boat? Well, I, I, this is easy for me. Um, uh, considering the topic of the day, it's really trying to be, you know, good dads around the world and show our kids and also our, you know, friends' kids, neighbors' kids, and everybody else. I would certainly name it after my, my, my both my daughters, Claudette and Amelia. There you go. Love it. Yeah, it's easy. Easy. And then final question is, um, anything we didn't get to in this conversation that you'd love to leave our listeners with or share? You know, I, I say this, uh, this corny quote all the time. I actually put it up in my uh, in a, in a garage. Um, it takes a little more to make a champion. And it's a really corny thing to say, but I say it all the time. I say it all, every single day to my kids. It takes a little more to make a champion. And if you want to be great, it's hard work. And, you know, I don't think I'm great, but I think I'm, I'm trying to go in that direction and try to attain that. And, and, and so, uh, you know, my I guess my message to anybody is just step into the fear, go for it. And you get, but you gotta, you know, things just don't, it's not magic. You gotta work at it, right? Yes. And things that, that you achieve, um, you know, take a lot of hard work. And I'm, I'm going to Everest in, in April and I'm training like, like a crazy man. And, and, and when I hit the summit, I can't imagine this euphoric sense when I get there because I still have to go back down, right? And then when I get down, I mean, there's going to be another mountain. But that's just life, you know. You, you go up right. and down, and so going like, what's the next big goal that's out there? So that's probably it. Just it takes a little more to make a champion, and hopefully everybody can attain that. Love it, love it. Life quote to live by for sure. Yeah. 
Well, Mark, why don't you tell our, tell our listeners more about where we can find you and follow you? Because I know that from this conversation, the Daddy Saturday Nation will be trying to inspire you and cheer you on as you reach this summit in Everest. So we're going sure. to learn more about you and your journey. Yeah, thank you. Um, I have a website, Mark Pattison, P-A-T-T-I-S-O-N, NFL.com. Uh, social channels are on there. Podcast is on there. Some other things. Public speaking around the country. Um, uh, my Instagram, Mark Pattison NFL. You know, these other things. So it's easy to follow. Just type it in. And we're working on a project right now where uh, the NFL may be um, filming a project on Netflix that go up the mountain, which would be really cool. And at the end of the day, again, I don't care about the, the celerity behind that. It's really about the awareness that we can, that we can also bridge with the National Epilepsy Foundation um, for that great cause. And hopefully my daughter one day can, can be rid of this, this, this thing. You got it. Man. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it so much. Thank you for being on. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for all of you listening. As always, it's the Daddy Saturday podcast. Your remit is to be a good dad, to raise good kids that become great adults, be an intentional and engaged father, and make it a great Daddy Saturday. This podcast was brought to you by ATP Science and the Spartan World Media Fest. Thanks so much. Take care.